0: From Happy Cat Studios in Indianapolis, Indiana, it's Rick's Rambles for the week of July the 4th, 2022. Let's get right into our Fun Facts of the Week. Fun Facts. Well, it's the week of 4th of July, and what better week than to do some fun facts about the Statue of Liberty? Nine fun facts about the Statue of Liberty. Number one, the original purpose was to seal a friendship between the United States and France. The Statue of Liberty is shrouded in symbolism. However, there was an original purpose for Lady Liberty. It's a French export intended to cement the bond between the United States and France. It was designed by Frederic Bartholdi and his team, which included Gustave Eiffel. Yes, that's right, the designer of the Eiffel Tower. Number two, much more than just a statue, it was an actual functioning lighthouse. Aside from being a symbolic beacon, the Statue of Liberty was a very literal beacon for people traveling. Two years after making its official debut in the New York Harbor, the Copper Statue doubled as a lighthouse and would go on to continue that role for 16 more years. Number three, Lady Liberty has massive feet. Now You might think you have big feet, but Lady Liberty is on a whole different level. She wears a shoe size of 800 179 and weighs a total of 225 tons. How many people visit the Statue of Liberty every year? Four and a half million. That's incredible. Number five, it was a massive undertaking to bring the statue to New York City and it was shipped in pieces. It was not transported in one big piece because of its massive size and weight. The French decided the best way to transport Lady Liberty was in pieces on multiple ships. How many? 350 pieces on seven different ships. Number six, as I already mentioned, there's a lot of symbolism on the statue. There's a ton of symbolism scattered across Lady Liberty. The crown on her head with its seven rays represents the seven continents and the seven seas. The torch represents enlightenment and on her tablet is the inscription of the official day of American independence. She also faces southeast, which is intentional as a means to welcome the immigrants on the ships coming to the United States. Number seven, well, like most of us, she eventually needed a makeover. A little self-care is always great. From 1984 to 1986, the Statue of Liberty was renovated, getting a much-needed makeover. The full change required scientists, engineers, government organizations, and other professionals. The statue was filled with holes and rust. The team went through repairing any faults with the statue and eventually added the now-existing gold leaf to the torch. Number eight, well, she's known for that iconic green color. But that's not her original color. The iconic green color is a product of copper's oxidation process. The original sculpture was originally a reddish brown, the same color you would find on an American penny. That green color would slowly take a hold of the statue over about 50 years. Number nine, well, there is more than one Statue of Liberty, kind of. If you want to get up close and personal to the statue, you can find statues scattered around Paris, France. Several smaller replicas of Lady Liberty have appeared, including a nine and a half foot tall copy that was cast by Bertoldi himself in Musée d'Orsay, Paris. If you travel to the Museum of Art, you'll find one also cast by the original artist. There you have it, nine quick fun facts about the Statue of Liberty. I stumbled upon this good news story, and wow, what an eye-opener this one is for me personally. What do Leonardo da Vinci, Albert Einstein, Pablo Picasso, Stephen Hawking, and myself have in common? Well, we're all dyslexic. That list includes billionaire founders like Richard Branson and Steve Jobs who have built some of the world's top companies like Virgin and Apple. It also explains why it sometimes takes me hours to record a 12 to 15 minute podcast. Now, scientists have discovered that people with dyslexia have special skills. They are better at solving problems and adapting to challenges than the general population. Such skills have enabled our species to survive and could hold the key to tackling future problems. Those with dyslexia, a common learning quote, disability, unquote, actually specialize in exploring the unknown. These findings were published in the journal Frontiers in Psychology, and they have implications at both the individual and societal level. The deficit-centered view of dyslexia is not telling the whole story, said Dr. Helen Taylor, the lead author. This research proposes a new framework to help us better understand the cognitive strengths of people with dyslexia. It is estimated that one in five people have the condition to some degree. It mainly causes problems in reading, writing, spelling, and speaking. Other people known to have dyslexia range from Walt Disney and John Lennon to Jamie Oliver and Keira Knightley. George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, and John F. Kennedy left an indelible mark on the world as presidents of the United States regardless of their spelling and speaking ability. We believe the areas of difficulty experienced by people with dyslexia result from a cognitive trade-off between the exploration of new information coming in and the exploitation of existing knowledge already there. The upside is that an explorative bias could explain enhanced abilities observed in certain realms like discovery, invention, and creativity. It's the first study to look at dyslexia from an evolutionary perspective shedding fresh light on its prevalence among high achievers and creatives. Schools, academic institutes, and workplaces are not designed to make the most of explorative learning, says Taylor. But we urgently need to start nurturing this way of thinking to allow humanity to continue to adapt and solve key challenges. Dyslexia is found in about 20% of the world population, irrespective of culture, climate, and ethnicity. It is defined by the World Federation of Neurology as a disorder who, in children who, despite conventional classroom experience, fail to attain the language skills of reading, writing, and spelling, and speaking commensurate with their intellectual abilities. The study is based on a theory of evolution called complementary cognition, which suggests that humans evolved to specialize in different but supportive ways of processing information. Combining these abilities enables us to achieve more than the sum of our individual parts. For example, if you eat all the food you have, you risk starvation when it's all gone. But if you spend all of your time exploring for food, then you're wasting energy that you don't need to waste. We must ensure a balance between exploitation of known resources. We must ensure a balance between exploitation of known resources and the exploration of new resources. Exploration refers to activities that involve experimentation, discovery, and innovation, which dyslexia enhances. Exploitation, on the other hand, is concerned with using what's already known, including refinement, efficiency, and selection, and this includes tasks such as reading and writing. It could also explain to us why people with dyslexia appear to gravitate towards certain professions that require exploration-related abilities like arts, architecture, engineering, Educators, academics, and policymakers consider people with dyslexia as having a developmental disorder. But its ubiquity suggests they have an advantageous form of cognition passed on to us from our ancestors over thousands of generations. These results align with evidence from several other fields. An explorative bias in such a large portion of the population indicates our species evolved during a period of high uncertainty and change. Collaboration between people, the creatives and the non-creatives, for example, with different abilities might have aided the exceptional capacity of our species to adapt and to continue adapting. What a fascinating article. Your good news story for today. I sincerely appreciate everybody being so supportive of this podcast. Folks are sharing it on their social media, and that is so important and so much appreciated. If you would like to support the podcast, maybe this is your first time listening, and if it is, I hope you'll come back. Well, the simplest thing is just to share it. Let folks know what you're listening to. If you'd like to buy me a cup of coffee, I will put a link to that in the show notes, and you can have your very own Happy Cat Studio t-shirt or coffee mug. I also will put a link to that in the show notes. As always, you you are appreciated. Thank you for listening. And for just a fun list today, it's county fair season here in Indiana and I found a list of the 10 most popular fair foods in the United States. Do you agree with this list? I'd love to know what your favorite fair food is. Up first, cotton candy. Well certainly a fair staple. Up next, the lemon shake-up. Boy in a hot summer's night is anything more satisfying than a good lemon shake-up. Up next, corn dogs. Boy, I love me a good corn dog. Then comes a tie for popcorn and caramel corn I actually prefer regular popcorn over caramel corn. And next, saltwater taffy. It's odd that that's so huge here in Indiana. I don't know if it is in your state or not. We're nowhere near the ocean, but everybody loves saltwater taffy. Then comes corn on the cob. Boy, a nice fresh roast in the air. Then comes hot dogs. And last, but I'm surprised this made the list because you only find them in Indiana, Illinois, and Iowa, the breaded tenderloin sandwich. There you have it, just a quick list of the most popular fair food in the United States. And it's time for our special days for this week. Today the 4th, it's Independence Day. It's also National Barbecue Day and it's National Country Music Day. Tuesday the 5th is National Bikini Day. I don't think I'll be celebrating that one. It's National Graham Cracker Day and National Apple Turnover Day. Wednesday the 6th is National Fried Chicken Day, and it's Take Your Webmaster to Lunch Day. Thursday the 7th is National Dive Bar Day. It's National Macaroni Day, and it's National Strawberry Sunday Day. Friday the 9th, National Freezer Pop Day. Remember Freezer Pops? They were long and skinny and a plastic wrapper. They tasted kind of like frozen Kool-Aid. Well, it's National Freezer Pop freezer pop day and it's world kebab day saturday the 7th national sugar cookie day and sunday the 8th national picnic day and it's national pina colada day that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode of the rick's rambles podcast i'm so glad you're here please take a moment let folks know what you're listening to and until next week be kind to as many people as you can as often as you can we'll start right now and we'll make the world a better place